touched me. Good morning, saints. God bless you. Nice to see all of you here this morning. And man, this song is running through my mind. He touched me. He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Let's just sing it together. Amen. Oh, I was shackled by a Yeah. 
experienced that. Something happened. Sometimes you can't even place your finger on it, but something happened, and I'm a different person now. Amen. Let's sing that song, Spirit of God, Move. Write your word on my heart. We'll just start with the verse, please. I lift my hands in surrender, laying all on the altar. Lord, I have recognized your voice. 
Could I ask if you would please come open the service for us in a word of prayer? We do have several requests we want to remember, but also a word of thanksgiving from our brother Stan and sister Monique. They've made it home safely. They just want to give their thanks to the people for remembering them in prayer and for all their support while they were here. Our sister Rayanna from Trinidad is asking for prayer for healing in her back and other health concerns that she's needing at this time. Also, our brother Jerry Robinson asking that we would please continue to remember brother Glenn Tamlinson, who is requesting prayer for his biopsy tomorrow, asking that the results would be good and there would be nothing cancerous. The Howe family is also also asking for prayer for their friend's son Isaiah. He's 19 years old and at Vancouver General with a stroke that he had last weekend, and they're just asking that the saints would remember that family in prayer. The song that's just been going through my mind the last couple days, we don't sing it too often, but I wonder if we could just sing the chorus to Jesus Paid It All. I just Every time I hear these words, it just resonates within me, and I just want to sing this as we prepare to go to prayer now. Jesus paid it all, all. Once again, Jesus paid. Oh, Jesus paid it all. Yes, all to Him I owe. For sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white. Just once more, Jesus paid it all. Father, and it's such a holy atmosphere. Lord, we come before you again, Lord. Lord, time after time, Lord, we come before you, but not one time, Lord, we feel something, somebody's forcing us, but Lord, we're willing to come. 
because we know that in that atonement lord there lays every blessing lord everything that we ask for if we wanted an answer they have every answer in there if we need a healing they have a healing for everyone in there if we need a deliverance there's a deliverance for everyone we thank you lord to provide that as a sacrifice to us so father we come this morning we want to hear your word we want to hear you speaking to our hearts again Lord, that there's many needs as a lady in here. Lord, that they have a face to depend it down. And we have a face to bring it up to you. And pray that, Lord, that you meet every one of them. Lord, how we thankful, Lord, that you bring the Sister Monique safely back home. But, Lord, that the work is not finished yet. Lord, the Lord of healing has already finished in the Mount of Calvary and on the cross. That you paid it all the price. But Lord, our faith is to rise it up to recognize what you have done. Lord, we don't take it a half away just for an answer. Lord, we take a full restoration. Lord, you've never done a halfway job. Whenever you do, you do it in full, Lord. So, Lord, we believe it in full, Lord. We believe it in the total restoration. We believe it in the completely healing for our dear sister Monique, Lord. We thank you, Father, for you giving us that promise. That for this uh, young man, as I say, and then the Vancouver General, Lord, we don't know exactly the situation, but Lord, you're still the healer. Doesn't matter what distance, it doesn't matter what situation. Doctor might have a different diagnosis, but Lord, you have one technique, Lord, to cast out that demon. Lord, whatever the demon, try to put it on the young man, Lord, I pray, Lord, you lift that at a curse, that the demon try to put it on him and erase him for your glory. And Brother Robinson, that for that a prayer request that for this is co-worker lord i pray that you go there lord we don't know her his situation of spiritual situation condition but lord you know everyone that every corner of the person's alive we pray you lord by the face of our brother Robinson, that afford him lord you go to there lord to meet the need raise him up once again, it's for your glory. Lord, not for man's glory. Not just only for lifting up the little pin that from the, the person. But Lord, for your name to be glorified. Lord, when Jesus on earth, you said that I have already glorified and I will glorify again. I pray, Lord, while your bride is on the earth, you glorify your name again and then again. Lord, that put a shame of one of Satan, that put all this sickness on your people. Lord, and here the laser that the people that have to believe, have a faith to believe every word of a God is the truth. Because you said it by your stripe that they were healed. We thank you, Lord. And all the rest of the requests, Lord, I lay hands on each one of them. This hand may not mean anything, but Lord, we by faith to believe the word of God. So Lord, we know that you will answer every one of them. Lord, amongst our own congregation, there is a need. Lord, I sovereign and milk goes here. If he's a faithful enough to come here to receive the word of God, to show Satan where he's a standard on, Lord, 
we believe there is a God Lord, right over here can raise him up. Lord, time after time, he's not tired of coming over here. So time after time, and we lift him up, Lord. Raise him out of from that little wheelchair once again to glorify God, Lord. To speak to the word, to speak in the name of Jesus. To know that you are still the same yesterday, today, today and forever. And a different one that are Deepak is in India. Lord, they're facing the loss that is a dear wife. Lord, is it coming it's so sudden? But Lord, there's no sudden things that happen to you. Lord, there's a greater picture we never saw. But Lord, you have already said it. You have already saw it. We pray you, Lord, just comfort. Lord, give us strength to our brother. Lord, may these things come on as a double glory to your name, Lord. And for our sister Ramon, a different one, and a sister Ruth, and it's a sister Ruth Frederick, and has done the surgery, and then back home, Lord, we're looking forward, Lord, for her to come back to the sanctuary again to worship and give you all the glory. Our sister Bev, you strengthen her, Lord. There's a many need, but Lord, we combine them in one package and to bring them all before the throne of mercy. May the merciful God, Lord, not see it ours. Not see whatever we have done, but saw the blood of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we enter into the holies of a holy, not because our own ability, not because our own sincerity, but, Lord, because we know there's a blood has already shed it, not for other people, Lord, but for us, because we receive it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. As Brother Tom is going to come to bring the word, I pray, Lord, as we quieted the waiting, just as a little bird is waiting for the mama, just a mama the eagle that's try to feeding us. Lord, may you open up his mouth. Lord, may you, Lord, let his vessel be so yield to you, so that when he speak, we literally saw our Jesus Christ coming out of from the pages and still start to speaking from the mouth to ear. Lord, and may we just pierce, pierce through this vessel, pierce through this veil, and go into and see that God is speaking to us this morning. We give you all the thanks and glory. Lord, we're waiting for you. Speak to us, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. Sister Natasha, a few other sisters have a special for us. Why don't you just go ahead and come at this time? We're not going to have another song in the meantime. So if you would just make your way up, please. Did have a few people we wanted to greet. My brother Kendall Finday is here from Saskatchewan. Is that you, Brother Kendall? God bless you. Nice to have you with us this morning. And also just right behind them, we have Brother Amos, Sister Lena Burgess from Brother Bad Burgess's church. Excuse me. And that's Sister Bella's sister. So there's a family connection there. So maybe we'll see more of them in the future. Nice to have you here with us this morning. God bless you. Anyone else that's here with us, we just want to extend a warm greeting. I know I saw Brother Jonas's parents. I haven't had a chance to greet you yet, but nice to have you here with us. God bless you. You've come probably the furthest of anyone here this morning. But <laughs> anyone else, God bless you. We're happy to have you here with us this morning. Amen. We'll just have the sisters sing.
Of life. 
Sisters, I'm just going to change the order of the service now as the Sunday school students are making their way in. Why don't we just sing as Brother Tom comes, when he reached down his hand for me, number 742. We'll just turn to the word at this time as he makes his way now. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way. B flat. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way and was wretched and far as could be. Oh, but my Savior above, He gave me peace, joy, and love when He reached oh, down His hand for me. When he 
Father, there wouldn't be one here that doesn't have a need. We know, Lord, it says in the scriptures, in the last age, there will be a generation that has no need. One thing I've found, Lord, personally, I need you every day. I need you every hour and every moment. Lord, as we walk this journey on this earthly sod, we pray that the great I am, the lovely Lord Jesus, will come and meet us, Lord, in a special way through your word, enriching our lives, moving us forward in Christ. Lord, that we could have that lovely relationship that we so yearn to have with you. We ask, Lord, you'll bless the word as we open the word, that you'll speak deeply to every heart, every life. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. God bless you this morning. Nice to see your smiling faces all, all in array. And we're honoring the resurrection this morning because we believe in a risen Savior. We do not believe in a God of history. We believe a God of the present. He's a God that can deliver. He's a God that can save. He's a God that can set free. He's a God that can fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He's alive and he's living, and I want to say this morning, I am identified in that resurrection. Amen. God bless you all and all those that are visiting here this morning. Nice to see everybody in their places. Greetings this morning from Brother and Sister Biscal. Had a lovely afternoon time in the afternoon with them yesterday, and Brother Biscal always is, have you, has you on his heart and wanted me to pass along his greetings and love to you all. So God bless you and God bless Brother Biscal and Sister Biscal. Amen. This week I'll be traveling to Switzerland. We have Easter meetings starting on the weekend. Um, quite a few are traveling. Some are traveling to Switzerland and we have quite a few families that are going down to Louisiana. And so our, they say, well, aren't we having special Easter meetings? Well, every meeting here is an Easter meeting. We're in Easter season, folks. We haven't caught that revelation. I don't know what we're, what, where we're at. But Lord willing, the following week, Pastor Dayoka will be here to be speaking to us. We were going to start the services on the Thursday, but Brother Dayoka had a, uh, a little bit of a loss of his 
mother-in-law or stepmother and we'll be here a day later so we'll be having next the following week after Easter Wednesday night service brother Tim Dodd will be ministering and then we'll be having a Saturday and Sunday service with brother Dioka so that will be special and we'll look forward to having brother Dioka with us amen well brother Milko we're ready to get you out of that wheelchair amen brother EBA I'm ready to see you run the aisles all things are possible and if we get under that atmosphere of believing for it not just taking it at it at at ease but actually pressing into the kingdom of God and uh, and we need to do that more than just sit back and take it easy and just flow for another service but that we would press the kingdom press it harder than we've ever pressed it before this is a cursed age called Laodicea. I hate lukewarm coffee. I hope I got a few here that agree with me on that. I like it hot. And when I have a, a, a soda, I like it cold. Right? It's, it's, I hate the lukewarmness. That's what this age is producing. But not in the church of the living God. The, people might fall asleep. People might go, go their way. People might say, well, I believe that there's a prophet. Praise the Lord. Saints, is way higher than that. It's way higher than that. We've been speaking on Melchizedek. And I'd like to speak on, uh, on part two. But there, this unveiling of Melchizedek is your unveiling. And I, I, want you to, I, I want you to get in the, in the gear now. I, mean, I know that, you know, like I said last week, you say a word, whether it's uh, the seals or the three, three pull, the poles, and, uh, and, there, and people glaze over and just say, well, that's a little bit deep for me. No, it's not. It's just not. If you're in the word, love the word, love your Bible, love the message, all this becomes more alive. And that's what we want, the word to become alive to us. So once we see God in his unveiling, and you know the term because Brother Bram uses it so often, immorphy. And he uses it in unveiling of God, immorphy. Then he uses it, mighty God unveiled before us, immorphy. Then he uses it, who is this Melchizedek, immorphy. That is God changing his veil. But I really, and, I, and we've preached it before, but I want to bring it in a different way. God is in Morphe again, and he's in you. So we don't want to live back. We want to see it present. We can see it now down throughout the ages. But we want to see God in flesh again. Amen. Let's turn into our Bibles Genesis chapter 13. Thank you for the song this morning. I don't know whether they knew that I was going to go part two or part three on Melchizedek. But it was right in line and we're thankful for it. God bless you, Sister Natasha. God bless you. Genesis chapter 13. And the Bible says in verse 12 that Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan 
And Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. I want you to take a special note here. Right here in Genesis, as we heard as Michael was preaching on Wednesday, we're talking about seed. Genesis is seed. So if there is a seed form in Genesis, there's a harvest time in Laodicea. So then what was in a city is now around the world. So it's, we can say exceedingly, this world is full of Sodom. Exceedingly. It tries to get on our sisters or tries to get on our brothers or our children. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We do, saints. Don't, don't think, you know, oh, well, we go to Bible way and everything's good. You're going to have to fight for your land. And we're going to fight these demons that will try and come within your families, within the church, within our school, and we rebuke it. Amen. Amen. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes, look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed forever. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Quite a promise. It's quite a promise that was made. That God came down and, and spoke to Abram. And said, all this land's yours. Now we can look at that and we can preach a little subject this morning and say, well, all the land of the scripture's yours. Look northward. Look southward. Go from Genesis to Leviticus, the Numbers to Deuteronomy. Go all the way through the Bible. Every promise that's in that book is yours. And yes, that would be a great subject to preach on. But I'd like to take it on in a different angle here. I want you to understand through the Scripture, saints of God, that that was a personal visitation of God to His Son. A personal visitation. God came down and gave his son a promise. God spoke to his son. Now, the reason why he actually got the blessing was because he didn't fulfill what God had already told him in the beginning. Separate yourself, Abram, from your family and from your kindred. But when... Lot was finally separated. His father passed on. Then Abram got the blessing. Brother Bram said in one place, we have too many things that we bring with us into the promise. And we need the word to cut those things out of our lives. We say we want the blessing of Abraham. But how about getting rid of those things? That you've let tie on you. Let's separate it. 
Let there be a separation and watch God do something. Separate your, your, your ideas about how to even fellowship with one another. We harbor so many things within our lives because somebody says something straight, sharp, or even wrong. But I believe we should be a little higher in our experience that we can say like the prophet said, you, that, that brother that came to Brother Branham and put his arms around him said, I love you, Brother Branham. And the brother that was with Brother Branham says, after this brother left, says, you know, Brother Branham, that man doesn't love you. Oh, he said, that was just a trial for me, be- planned before the foundation of the world. If we start growing up, We'll start inheriting more promises. Uh Uh-huh. But we got this idea. We carry this thought. We bring up even... Brother Bram, he deals with it in so many ways. He says, you bring your Pentecostal idea into this message. No, sir. Burn it. Your theology of Lutheranism, burn it. Catholicism, let it die. Jesus has come down. To meet a people, to speak to them, to give you much land, saints. Much land. There's much land to possess. If I wanted to speak on Melchizedek, I guess I could take a subject of tithing. And I won't look at you. I'll look at the, I'll look at the, huh? But a lot of people, as soon as they go to tithing, they go to money. I don't know how that works. Hmm? But what if you tithe your time? It would change your life. You say, well, I've got so many hours in a day. I work for Laban 40 hours a week. Could you give the Lord four hours a week of your time? Or are we just too busy doing nothing? And not even tithing our time. Now I'm not scolding. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just trying to illuminate and maybe think about it. I remember when the boys. How many ever remember the old. When, when the little computer thing came out called a Game Boy. Huh? The screen was this big. And it was analog. Was it Mike? Something like that. And it was green, and it had a black thing, and you could drop from a lily pad to a block or whatever you could do with Mario. That big. And it's amazing how many hours you can get caught up with a screen that big. And now you got screens this big. I'm not looking at anybody. But I would say to the boys as they're growing up, I said, well, I, I know that's not going to kill you because uh, jumping from a black little dot to another dot doesn't really mess up people's minds too much. But I said, if you can spend an hour in that, can you give God an hour? There's a lot of things we enjoy doing, but the greatest thrill, as the prophet said, is to get revelated from God. 
And so, so when I speak of Melchizedek and the tithing that Abraham made, don't just think of money and wealth. Just think of the presence of God. And could you give him more of your time? A lot of people don't give him any time outside of Sunday and Wednesday. But we want you to just come up a little higher. A little higher in the word of the Lord. We find out here that now here is a promise given to Abraham. And everything that was in that land was his. Didn't matter whether there was an Amalekite, an Amorite. It didn't matter what was in that land. I'm sorry, friends. Everything, they were squatters. Because they never made that land. God made the land. So if God made it, it's his. And if he said to Abraham, all that is in the land is yours, then every devil that's living there is squatting on it. So you've got a lot of land. And there might be an Amalekite. I say drive it out. Kill it. Amen. Everything in that land is yours. So we find then that Abraham now has is, is left the land of the Chaldeans, the city of Ur. He's separated himself from his kindred. He's moved into a new land. He's separated from Lot. His daddy that went with him has passed on. And now the promises start to come. Now the promises start to come. When promises are given, it's not, if not received, what's the benefit of it? If I want to give my children or grandchildren something and promise them something and they don't take it or don't receive it, what good would it be for me to give them a promise? What good would he give God to give us promises if we don't receive those promises for ourselves? Then all it is is like an election. Empty promises. And God is not a man that he should lie. So our God, when he makes a promise, you can hang your eternal destiny on that promise. So then if God said in this day, I give you your family, tell me, saints of God, are you going to receive that? Take it. Fight for it. Claim it. Stand on it. We have to. These are our promises. So we understand now that as God starts to meet us and starts to unveil himself to us, that's not only to show more of himself, but it's to awaken who you are in him. What good would it be if God showed his splendor and glory and it didn't benefit you? What, would that, what good would that do? So every time God unfolds himself, he's unfolding himself for your benefit. 
So then especially, can we do a, a, just a giant leap to 1964, unveiling of God. If God is unveiling himself, who's the benefit to? God's God. So he unveils himself for your benefit. So that you could benefit from his unveiling. You say, Brother Tom, I believe that the mighty God is unveiled before us. What's it doing for you? I'm going to ask you a question. Get it right down to your address right away. Mighty God. Alpha. Omega. Melchizedek. Elohim. If he's all those saints of God, why aren't we claiming more and receiving more from whom he is unveiled to? Remember, when Jesus walked on earth, that was the mighty God in flesh. But not everybody saw him. So they didn't get the benefit. Come on. Listen, saints, I, 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 I really like to preach. I, I, I really want to preach this morning, but I'm just trying to lay some things out here. Here's Messiah. God. Flesh. Redeemer. Fallen man is going to be purchased back. And they spit on him. Ridicule him. Mock him. But there was a little woman at a well one day. She didn't have a clue. But there was something in her that saw beyond the flesh and saw God in flesh. What about you? What about me? What did you see? William Branham or God in flesh? Oh boy, Joel, I'm getting real. I'm, I'm telling you, this message is more than just saying you believe William Branham's a prophet. God was using a veil. So that you can be benefited. Not to stay the same old way you are. Not to live the same old life to live. Have this fault and forget, ask for forgiveness and do it again. And ask for forgiveness and do another thing and ask for forgiveness. There's a time when we need to walk over the necks of those kings. And I'd like to say this day, this promise is being fulfilled. It's an hour when she realizes who she is. More than a statement, but a reality. More than a preacher preaching it, but you taking it deep within your heart. And saying that God that spoke to Abraham is the same God that spoke to me. I'm not looking back 4,000 years ago. I'm looking to today because I see God again in flesh. Mm. So here's Abraham giving promise. All that's in the land is yours. Everything. And the Bible goes on to Genesis 14 if you still have your Bibles open. And Abraham... 
hears his brother was taken captive. Richard, you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know somebody that the kings that have gathered to take away things that are ours are gathered to be destroyed. Because if they hadn't gathered, you couldn't kill them all at one time. So because the four kings came together, it wasn't that the four kingdoms separated and Abraham had to go into four wars. It's congealing all down to one point. And Abraham never ran from the task. He saw what was his and no king, kingdom, army was going to take what's his. Listen, no electronics, no spirit, no devil that can move in this realm is going to take what's mine. And I want you to say, nothing is going to take away what is rightfully mine. God gave the promise. I'll take him at his word. We used to say, joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Did we sing that here? Where's your joy? Happiness is mine. Boy, I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. There is an altar. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's not scripture, it's life. So now here we are in Genesis 14. And Abraham has now heard that his brother was taken captive. And we say, that's his problem. He shouldn't have done that. He deserves it. No, sorry. That is not the approach. That is not the approach. The approach is God gave him everything that was in the land. And Brother Branham said he went after his lost, fallen brother. I wonder whether that was the love of God being portrayed. I believe it was. I believe Abraham realized not just the land was his, but those things that were in the land was also his. It's one thing to preach to you and tell you wonderful quotes and scriptures. And thus we will and shall do. But it's another thing if we preach it and don't have it. Yeah. 
you won't listen. So what we preach, we ourselves must experience and know God in the power of that unveiling. Lot was taken by kings. So he took, Abraham took armed, trained servants born in his house. I thought that was very applicable. He was not born in another house. He was born, they were born in his house. They had legions and loyalty to the head of that house because they were born under Abraham's headship. And he divided them. And he went after the enemy at night. And if you look it up and find what the different commentators will write, they, find, they say in the olden days at these times that nobody fought at night. Nobody fought at night. But it is a midnight hour. And it's time to fight. They might not have had it in their mind. Anybody see the 1700s? Anybody seen the, the battle regiments of the British and the French? And they all line up, 500 of them? And they're only, what, 300 yards apart? And they're all pointing guns at each other. Lunatic. Like, where'd that come from? Well, of course, the, the rifling inside the, in, the, in, the, in the rifles in those days, when that ball came out at a 50 caliber size, it was not going to shoot Jonas. It could have shoot 50 feet over this way and hit Alex. So that's how come you would see, see people fall, foom, 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 but it was never the guy he was aiming at. But that was their tactics. Until they learned guerrilla warfare and there's a whole change up of military tactics after the 1700s. I mean, that was craziness. But that's what they were taught and that's how they believed to fight. But I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but even though it was Abraham and even though it was only 318 trained men born in his house, Abraham never took the glory. He gave the praise Come on. He gave the praise to the God who is the possessor of heavens and earth. So you can fight your battle, but fight it in faith. Don't fight it in your flesh. Because you fight it in your flesh, you're going to be worse off than you were before you started to fight. Walk in faith, fight in faith, believe in faith, take by faith, possess by faith. Amen. We've been given the word to walk in faith, believing. And the Bible says he didn't bring back some of his goods. Brother George, it's not just some of his goods. I, I, okay, you can have three of my children, but you can't have the fourth one. Or, you know, I, you know, you know. 
No, 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 no. I'm giving it all because it's all mine. And I'm claiming him as mine. And I'll stand here believing as mine. And say to the God that possesses heavens and earth, creator, you promised me my family. I rebuke Satan. I stand against him. Because it's not my word. It's the unveiled Christ benefiting us. Come on. There should be a higher amen than that. Fight Satan. Rebuke the enemy. Stand on the promise. Possess what's yours. Abraham didn't sit in his tent with his hands behind his head and said, oh God, I believe your promise. He put action to his faith. He went from Dan to Beersheba. One end of the kingdom, Brother Abraham said to the other. Fight. I must fight if I must win. Increase my courage, Lord. It's been a fight since you got saved, Ben. And it'll be a fight to get home. It'll be a fight for your wife. It'll be a fight for your children. But you're more than up to the task because it's not you that's going to do it. It's the God that's anointed you. The possessor of heaven and earth. The great Melchizedek himself has come to give you bread and wine. To give you of himself to fight this great fight of faith. What an hour we're living in. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 7 where we started last week. We'll return back to Genesis. I won't forget it. Hebrews chapter 7. Because you, as we have read and we will reread this morning out of Hebrews 7 and verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being, by interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that also, king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days or ending of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Come on. Now consider how great, and we ended off on this point, but I'd like to start from where I left off. Consider How great this man, as we said last week, is italicized, was. You look it up in the translations, which I did, 61 of them. That was a lot of reading. And found out Wycliffe was the first one that said, was, should be, is. And I thought, that's very good. Wycliffe got something, a reality there. They put it in as a was italicized because they were confused because they did not know who Melchizedek was. But in this generation, a prophet comes on the scene and says that Melchizedek is Elohim, 
the mighty God, the great high priest. Who did she touch? She touched the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. It's not some big thing out there of, of who is this mom again. Just because they're confused does not mean the bride's confused. Just because they don't understand. I looked at another, I, I, I went on YouTube last night, forgive me. I went on YouTube and I looked up, who is this Melchizedek? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, we think he was a priesthood. But we can't understand it. Because none of those kings that was written in Genesis actually has a history in the history books. So it must have been a figment of their imagination. Wow. I go, my goodness. Lord, thank you for Malachi 4. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for a son of man ministry that unveils himself that you can say that Melchizedek walks with me every day. He walks with me. He talks with me. He lives in me. One of the brothers fried my head the other day. Brother Murphy, forgive me for this pointing you out. They said, I believe Brother Biscoe preached on that subject. I said, he did? I want to know where he preached it because I want to hear it. He says, and he said, Melchizedek went in Murphy to China. And I thought, why didn't I get that? But I got it. You get it? Because if he's in you, Melchizedek's in you. Elohim's in you. Jesus is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Anselma, nice to see you. God bless you. Family. What a mighty God we serve. My Jesus. Brother Branham, can I take a quote that you know so often? But I just bring it forward to you this morning from that time. He said, now I'm standing here and my ministry is a different ministry. This is back in 1960. He says, my ministry is a different ministry than yours. My ministry is different ministry from pastor, teacher. I'm not. He says, and if I say things wrong, brethren, forgive me. I don't mean it. But this is my ministry, see, to declare him that he is here. Hallelujah. God in theophany form is here. Now, whenever you look at that word theophany, or look up the word immorphi. Look it up in the lexicon if you want to do your Bible study. Because, you know, sometimes you got to roll up your sleeves and look into some things. In the lexicon, it says now, whenever God changes his form or changes his mask, there has to be a prophet present. That should get you out of your seat. Because Abraham, being a prophet, saw immorphi showing his children that God in Morphe was coming down in your generation. 
Hallelujah. So if that was the seed, seed, seed chapter, what's it doing in harvest chapter? No wonder he said the combines are coming. Prophesied in 64. Seed is not ever the shock. Brother Michael was preaching out of 1965. This message is a lot deeper than you reading it on paper. It's getting that which is on paper in you. And that's why we preach. Feed on the body word of the Son of Man. My ministry. My ministry was. We've gone through doctrines, all of us, from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s. We've had personality cults. We've had men rise up and said, you got to believe what I say. Believe what I say. Believe my doctrine. you got to come to a certain city. you got to live under this ministry. That's a lie. That's a lie. I had a prophet say, say what I say. Just say what I say. The God that confirms this word will confirm it in your life. All people want to do, popularity, money, women. Same curse, same today. People get caught up in money. People get caught up in women. People get caught up in popularity. I just want one person I want to be caught up with. The Lord Jesus Christ himself. You can learn it all. I could preach to you, preach about faith, preach about a trans, uh, translation, rapture, and everything else. But if it's not real to you personally, that's why he said it's a personal revelation of him to you. That's why you got to keep on saying, EBA, by his stripes I'm healed, I'm whole. Watch the high priest because the high priest is here. Come on, stay with me. Milko, by his stripes, you're healed. The high priest is not somewhere else. He's here amongst us. He said he's not 10 feet from you. Hallelujah. Oh, if I could but touch the hem of that garment. Hallelujah. Take a strike at the devil. Say, my God's a mighty God and he's a very helping time of need. And he's my help this morning. My ministries declare that he's here. So from 1960 to 1963, 1964, 1965, you take how God starts to use that prophet now to start declaring to a people. He said, can't you see this? Can't you see this? Are you seeing this? Look it up. Are you seeing this? Yeah, we're, we're seeing. What are you seeing? And then I sing that Christmas song. Do you see what I see? No, but it's not Christmas yet. It's a tremendous, tremendous word God's given us. And we don't want to take it lightly. And so that's why when we took from our first quote in Melchizedek, who is this Melchizedek? He says now, he says, uh, many asked me to ba- dedicate babies as I read last week. Oh, how I want to do that. But do you see, I've come to this time and it's so urgent. I have to stay with it all the time in study of his word and prayer on account to bring these kind of messages. See, they're extraordinary. He doesn't say they're 
just good. They're extraordinary to us. Because it's finding the will of God and then speaking the thing and all that it has to meet together, asking the Lord just to open it up. That's what we're preaching. Because we want God's will to meet us in his unveiling. Now, then when Brother Branham finished reading, as we finished reading Hebrews 7 and 4, he, think, he quickly goes to say, think of how great a person, how great a man, not was, how great a man he must be. Hallelujah. Word prophet. You say, oh, oh, well, you say, well, Brother Tom, you're adding to the scripture. I will stand before the Lord Jesus and give account of every word that I say. And he that adds or subtracts one word, their name shall be stricken off the book. But I will stand where a prophet stands. If he says be, it's be. If be is an is, it be is an is. Then how great a man he is this morning. He can deliver you this very moment. He's a great man. He's a holy man. You want a deliverance? You stand to your feet. I believe the high priest is here right now. Right here. Move on us, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit... Baptize the people. Hallelujah. Take it by faith. It's mine. No doctor's going to tell me I can't have it. No unbelieving person saying, but my God, my Melchizedek, my high priest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him all the glory. He's do it, saints of God. Praise him. Glorify him. Diane, we believe with you. When the doctors tell my wife they've got what you had, I, she says, never. No, not there. And every time she says it, we think of you, Sister Diane. It's not there. It's not there. By his stripes, I'm healed. My Melchizedek is present. Glory be to Jesus. Not emotion. Faith. Faith to believe his promise. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. God bless you. May God honor your faith. Brother Bram said so many times, look at that, they raised up their hand. Because of that hand raised, that was a supernatural act. You defied gravity. You got up. He said, God hears your prayer. It's not a myth. It's not a story. It's reality. Hallelujah. Victory is what? Was it Abraham's victory? My Bible does not tell me one got killed. Not one of the 318. Not one. 
Not one. So it couldn't have been man. Couldn't be man. That had to be God. But they didn't, now you go, now I'll go into the historians. I'll talk about their shields and their helmets and their male armor and their swords and their spears. And here comes Abraham's group. A little motley crew. Huh? Nobody, nobody, nobody's. But I'll tell you one thing. We've been born under his house. <laughs> We've been born under his house. And being born under his house, I can do all things. Glory. I, I feel like I can just stand on a pulpit right now and start preaching to you. Hallelujah. He's real. He's alive. And he's present. He's present to do exceedingly and more abundantly all that we could even ask or think. And Abraham said to the king of Salem, I lift up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Abraham knew who he worshipped. He, he wor- I got to slow down. Abraham knew who he worshipped. Abraham knew who was present. Mm-hmm. And I trust, Brother Ben, you know who you are worshiping, and you know that God that has kept you these years, that is the keeping power of God. Satan would have loved to have snuffed you as wheat, but Jesus prayed for you. And the same faith you got will get Anthony there. Renisha there. Come on. We got to believe for the impossible. It's not hype. It's not emotion. It's fact. Hallelujah. That's what I, I'm going to smack that devil a good one. People sit here and say, well, I've never really been excited as Brother Tom. You aren't Brother Tom. You will never be Brother Tom. Just be you, Ben. You be the best Ben you are. I'll be the best Tom I'll try to be. Amen. Margaret, you be the best Margaret. Because there's only one Margaret. Huh? But just be the best you are. Don't go back in your shell. Rejoice in the goodness of God. Melchizedek is present. Hallelujah. That's why saints of God, when you say lift up your hand, do what Abraham did. He lifted up his hand. That's what my Bible says. I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heavens and earth. Amen. What was he telling Adam? Every, or uh, telling Abraham. He was telling Abraham, whatever Adam lost, I'm going to possess. What you did in part, I'm going to do in whole. You fought kingdoms, I'll fight another kingdom. And I will put that demon. Because I'm the promised seed of the woman. He was only in theophany for him. He knew all things. In theophany... You know everything. 
and we bypassed our? So now here is Theophany King Jesus. Theophany King of Kings. Theophany King of Salem. Theophany King of Peace. Amen. Well, if the King of Peace is with you, shouldn't you have peace? Peace like a river. Love like the fountain. More than songs. Jehovah. Shalom. Come in theophany form to Gideon. Under a tree. And reveal himself as what? Jehovah Shalom. King of peace. There is no excuse for you not to have peace this morning. If you don't have peace, ask for it. Ask abundantly that your joy be filled. Because if he's unveiling himself, there has to be a benefit to that unveiling. Whenever he showed himself, there was a reason. When he showed himself to Gideon, it was because Gideon was going to have to fight an army. 135,000 people compared to 300. It was not Gideon that defeated the enemy. It wasn't the vessel that defeated the enemy. It wasn't the light in the vessel. It wasn't the trumpet. It was the God of the trumpet, the God of the vessel, and the God of the light. Hallelujah. The God that saved you. EBA, the God that opened this message to you, EBA, the God that gave you your wife, EBA, the God that gave you salvation and redeemed your soul, EBA, that same God. Hallelujah. If he started to run around, you wouldn't be sitting in your seat. You'd be running with him. But you sure can amen to encourage the man. Say, that's nothing but the truth, EBA. Hallelujah. He lifted up his hand unto the Lord. The most high God, the possessor of heavens and earth. Letting Abraham or Abram know all that Adam lost, I'm going to restore. I watched over you. I kept you. I'm going to redeem and keep my sons. Amen. What Abraham, I'm sorry, what Adam lost, this King Melchizedek will save, redeem, and bring back to their original owner. Can you imagine the king of Sodom? The guy's a coward. You know, anybody here that's serving the the world? Can I tell you, you're serving a coward. (laughs) He's the king of Sodom, but when it came to warfare, what did he do? He ran. He hid. He let Abraham do all the dirty work. But then when he came, he says, well, hey, give me the people, you keep the goods. That's all Satan wants is your souls. That's all the devil wants is your lost souls. But King Jesus 
your Savior, your Redeemer. He wants nothing, but He wants your soul. Time to boot the devil around here. Oh, I go, to, I go to a nice school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to play this. I get to do that. You know what all the devil's doing is wrapping them around, you around? So isn't this a good life? Have the odd drink. Have the odd toke. This is a good life. I'll tell you what. That's Satan's feast. That's Satan's feast. We read that years ago, didn't we, honey? We read where Spurgeon preached on Satan's feast. He gives you all the good things at first. And at the end of the feast, you end up in hell. But at Jesus' feast, amen, you start cleaned off, amen. And by the time you're finished, you're at the marriage supper. One is in hell, the other one's in heaven. I say I will worship the possessor of heaven and earth this morning. Hallelujah. Break every chain. Break every burden. Break every complex. Okay. All right. Not come on. It's what we pray for in the prayer meetings, Brother Roy. It's what we pray for, Brother Dan. We had a brother meet up, Brother Sam, my brother Sam, my son Sam, the other day, and he says, Are you brothers still praying? Having prayer meeting? He says, yeah. He says, are you doing it on Friday? They go, no, we do it Monday. Friday, it gives us time to be with our family. We've worked all week and we're with our family. But on Monday, we have prayer meeting. About 40, 45 brothers show up. We have wonderful prayer meetings. He said, Sam, I want to give you a testimony. So Brother Sam says, sir, I'll listen to your testimony. He said, well, my, my wife, she got her hip or her leg, something out of joint, her nerves acting up, she can't stand, and went to the doctors and went to the hospital. Hospital said, well, you're not dying. You come home tomorrow. The lineup's too long. Isn't that a great health system? <laughs> come back tomorrow. So as he put his wife in, in his truck, if I'm wrong, Sammy, you can correct me. And he said, well, I remembered. Now think of this, Michael. I remembered. That Brother Tom prayed for his son, Sam, or Michael, when he had a broken ankle. And the God that healed his ankle many 30 years ago, the God that healed Michael, could heal my wife. And by the time he came around to the other side of the truck, son, is that what it was? His wife says, honey, I'm whole. I'm whole. I don't hurt. I have no pain. So God, in God's economy, there is no time. What he did 30 years ago, he can do this morning for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the same God that spoke to the woman at the well. He's the same God. Same God. I wouldn't want you children to think that we have a God that's a God of history. That God met Brother Tom in 1975 at a little house meeting on some little chair in some old house. I'm telling you, God that met me there is the same God that's right here. You say, how did it happen, Brother Tom? Listen, a lot of people think that you have to get down and hear thunder. Or you have to hear a voice. 
or you have to hear something. I didn't weep. I didn't cry. I didn't hear a voice. I didn't do nothing. I, did, I didn't even know how to pray. All I did is I got down on my knees. Brother Briscoe said, if there's anybody here that wants to get saved, just come to the front. I said, I'm not going to the front. I'm not going to the front. I'm not going to the front. All of a sudden, I'm at the front. How did I get to the front? And then Brother Briscoe prayed for me. No lightning, no thunder, no voice, no earthquake. But when I got up, I walked out a different man. Hallelujah. Glory. I've got my best friend standing up there, Brother Ken Ardeal. He was there. Sister Linda was there. We're still here. People come, people go. But those that are born in his house. Are you born in his house? Amen. Then it doesn't matter what you fight. You are the victor. Come on. I've been in a battle all week. I'll fight that devil. And I'll say in the name of Jesus Christ. Victory's mine. Victory's mine. Victory's mine. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. We're going to have a camp meeting. We're having one right now. And then that's, that's the problem with a lot of people. They wait for camp meetings. But we have camp meetings every week. I loved what Brother Ron Spencer said on our 50th anniversary service. You are all, all in the, into it. You're pulling on the word. You're rejoicing. Arms are flying. People shouting. My, that's wonderful. We get in the back pastor study. One of the brothers said, boy, that was a mighty message. You got the people all stirred up. He goes, nah, nah. He says, they were already stirred up. Uh-huh. He said, they've already been ready. And we are already ready. We're already ready to take the rapture. I'm already ready to put on the change. Are you ready, ready? Yes, I'm ready, ready. If you're not ready, put it under the blood right now. Because the prophet said before this message or this service is over, we could be changed. Why? He says, because if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one waiting in the heavenlies. That's why King Theophany, King Jesus was on the scene to let you know your Theophany is waiting for you. Hallelujah. No wonder Brother Bram says, and, and who's this Melchizedek? Are you hearing from your theophany? So here they are wondering whether it's a priesthood, whether it's a lineage, whether whatever it is, and they don't have a clue. And a prophet comes on the scene, comes out from the presence of the Lord, and said, It's the cycle of your life. You've come from him, you're going back to him, and he's come back on the scene to let you know your body's waiting for you. Just as a baby is being birthed, Brother Bram said, a sweet spirit is over her. Why? Because there's a spirit hovering around her to come into that child. He says the same way you're starting to hear from that other dimension. Come on. Stay with me. I won't be long. Stick with that me, with that dimension. He's trying to let us know we're moving from this dimension to another dimension. Hallelujah. 
Why, he he went past the curtain of time and saw people in their theophanies. Come on. They, what kind of body had they? He said, I thought they'd be mist or something. How do you do, brother mist? <laughs> he said, no, but they put their arms around me. My precious brother. My precious brother. My precious brother. <laughs> what was he showing us? Those that have gone before us are living in their theophanies. But when we get caught up with them... We take our new body and get our theophany. They take their theophany and come and get their glorified body. It's a meeting of dimensions. Glory. (laughs) More than just a little book on the shelf. Who is this Melchizedek? It's King Jesus. <laughs> King Theophany. King Shalom. Can I say in Brother Branham quotes in who is this Melchizedek? Revelation 21 said that he is now King of Kings. So that sounds wonderful. King of Kings is amongst us, Brother George. Sister Hope, who has kept your family, held them true. How marvelous is the grace of Almighty God. Now listen, saints of God, I'm going to try and wind down and hopefully won't keep you too much longer. Just been over an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I don't care. People... And in their hearts, they want to move, want to move, want to move. They want to go, they want to go. Brother Briscoe said one time, he said, Brother Tom, don't ever worry about it. This is way before we were even in this church. He said, don't worry about it. People have different diets. Some people like hamburgers. Some people like fish and chips. Some people like steak. Some people like spaghetti. I hate it. <laughs> My boys know I hate it. I hate tuna and rice, craft dinner. I've never eaten it at home. But whenever I leave, when I left on business or when I was started preaching and traveling a lot in my early years, they would come to mommy and say, Mom, can we have craft dinner now? Dad's not here. <laughs> I hope they got delivered to that. <laughs> huh? But everybody has a different diet. All I want is to eat this message. I don't, want, I don't want you to eat my personality or any of these brothers' personalities. I don't want you to eat anything that is us. We want you to eat the word himself. The body word of the son of man himself. He said, that wasn't me on the river. That was him speaking through me. That's what we're feeding on. The same one that gave bread and wine is the same one whose broken body he has given to the bride of Jesus Christ. And he said, I will not eat it again until we're around that marriage supper of the Lamb. Together. But he's given his broken body. He's given us, these are emblems of his grace to us. Do this in remembrance of me.
drink from the cup. There's life in that cup. There's stimulation in that cup. There's healing in that cup. There's healing in Calvary. There's healing in Christ. These are the benefits that come through his unveiling. Can you give me a few more minutes? I said minutes, not hours. So can you turn, uh, just just, uh, keep you on this train of thought, Philippians chapter 2. Because I made the statement regarding Morphe. God changing his mask in Morphe. Whenever he changed his mask in Morphe, whether it be as El Shaddai, or as it be Jehovah Jireh, or Jehovah Shalom, however he came in, in Morphe, in a theophany body, he was given the word, because he is the word, to whomever he was revealing himself to. So when he reveals himself, there has to be a benefit to that unveiling. Are you getting me? So if God unveils himself and he shows himself as Jehovah Jireh, Brother Murphy's preached on it, I've preached on it, these brothers have all preached on it. He's not just a God that provides, he provides because he sees. So Jehovah Jireh says he knows Abraham's need before Abraham knew his need. It didn't, wasn't a surprise that he needed a ram, but he was always on time <laughs> when he needed a ram. So he saw he needed one and put one in a ticket. He saw a prophet needed a grizzly. Uh, Brother, Brother Branham, I can see for miles. I don't see any grizzly bear. He said, but are you doubting me? Oh, no, Brother Branham. If God could put squirrels, if God could put a ram, are you saying, Brother Tom, you've, you lost your lid? You're you reading something in? I don't know. Bud couldn't see a thing. Brother Bram never saw squirrels. Abraham never saw a ram. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brother Branham never saw a grizzly bear, but he said, Bud, it's going to be there. I might not see my theophany, but it's here. <laughs> it's here. And there's no other messenger. Now I'm going to really pull up my sleeves. Really pull up my sleeves. People take what this prophet says and lift themselves up thinking they got a revelation. They, get, they see something in, in the word and they say, well, look at what I am because I see something. They see nothing. They're nothing but a bunch of brick daubers. Because without Moses coming on the scene, Dathan would still be in bricks. Korah would still be in bricks. Abram will still be in bricks. But after they got out, they lifted themselves up. Saints, don't ever lift yourself up. Lift him up. He's the one worthy of all praise. Abraham lifted his hand to the creator and possessor of heaven and earth. He's the one to be glorified. Don't you ever get flesh in your mind. We've gone through those years. 
Those years were 80s and 90s. We looked at a man and said, oh, he walked with the prophet. He did this with the prophet. He did that. This is the revelation. You've got to hear him. Do you imagine a man coming up to me and giving me a tape box of 40 tapes and telling me, Tom, you've got to listen to these 40 tapes uh, to catch a revelation of where we're at. I said, are they a Brother Branham? They said, no. I said, then take the tapes. Uh, I won't look at you now. I know with the inter- internet, and internet people, you're able, we have tremendous friends of the gospel, brothers in Christ, brothers that are pastors that are my dearest friends. They are preaching needs in their assembly. They're not preaching the needs here. I would spend more time Oh, sure, if you want to, go. I'm not saying not to. I love Brother Ron Spencer. He's my best friend, my best buddy. He's a wonderful preacher. But I, I wouldn't even want you to displace me and not listen to Brother Branham. Please listen to William Branham. Because it's not the voice of a man. It was the veil. And as that veil was getting thinner, they were seeing God and calling him Jesus, and they went too far. But as Brother Briscoe said, I'd sure like to have that said of me. But we definitely say to the Lord Jesus. He was just saying, I wish I lived that close, that people could call me Jesus Christ. That's how close he was. So now... As that prophet is unveiling the word. He's unveiling it for not his benefit. And not for anybody other's benefit. Outside of the seed of God. He said if I'm not here. That generation that's after me. You will see this. Hmm. Hmm. When he saw me over there, he said, you already made it in theophany form, word form. So you're at Philippians, right? (laughs) I digress. Forgive me. I don't know why, but my mouth is so dry. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Can Let's read that one together. That one sounds so nice. Can we do that? Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not at every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now here comes the subject of mighty God unveiled before us, or unveiling of God. Let this mind be in you. Not AI. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause and, and go slow now because we've spoken on it over the last five years. 
And now even the scientists are afraid. Stephen Hawking said, AI will take man to annihilation in a hundred years. Anybody um, download chat, uh, chat GT here? One, two, three. I tried too many people. I had to get in line. Four. You can use it for good like anything else. But the devil doesn't create or make anything that is for the kingdom. He makes it for a demise of God's kingdom. So if a brother or sister can use it for the kingdom, I say use it for God's kingdom. But 99.9999% of it, it's out to kill you. It's out to destroy you. But you had a prophet in 64 tell you let this mind, not AI, not augmented reality, not artificial intelligence be in you. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you. So the only way then God could do that was to have a prophet on the scene. That's why the lexicon always says, when you, now we'll get into it, into the amorphy of God. God cannot change his mask without a prophet being on a scene. And you've heard me preach on that before, but now I'm going to take it slower now, take it, you through the scripture on it. Let this mind be in you, who also, which also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Now that word form is amorphy. Okay? So God, all that was in God, he poured into Christ. So God changed his mask. Are you everybody with me? Okay, I hope I'm not losing anybody here because I'll stop if I'm losing somebody and we'll, we'll go another day. So God above us came God with us. God changing his mask. Okay? He changed his mask and came in a form of God. Okay? That was the immorphy. So now you say, well, I saw Jesus. Oh, really? Really? You did? What church were you in? Well, say, well, at Jesus' day, we saw Jesus. Really? Who saw Jesus? They didn't see Jesus until John the Baptist came on the scene. Prophet. Then he said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. God changed his mask and came in a man. Then when he changed his mask again and he went back to the pillar of fire and struck Paul off his horse, what did, what did Paul say or Saul say? What did he say? Lord, as you've so often heard the prophet say, Lord, who are you? Capital L-O-R-D. And Brother Bram said, Paul being a messenger, a prophet, wouldn't call just anything Lord. So God now changed his form, his mask again, from man to pillar of fire. And it took a prophet, Paul, to see the change. 
Are you still with me? So then in this day, God came down in a people. But you had to have Malachi 4 to let you know that God Morphe is in you. Nobody knew that. Anybody remember the name Bob Larson? The Bible answer man. I was way back in the 70s. I was doing, I think it was my last auction with Brother Ken. We're down in Bellevue, Washington. And I had to get some advertising into uh, an agency in Seattle for the newspaper and the radio. And anyway, I turned on the radio. I was dialing to a Christian radio station. And the Bible answer man's on there. I thought, oh, I see what he answers, whether correct or right. So he answers, he says, hello. He says, what can I do for you, son? He says, I just had a mighty experience in God. I was in my room and God dealt with me and he saved my soul. And some fire is burning up within me. And I just want to be like Jesus. And the fellow says, whoa, 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 son. It's sounding like Lucifer. There's only one person that wanted to be like God. I go, no, I just about was sick. Here, how long ago was that, Brother Ken? 1988. I still remember it. It was such a disgrace. I was yelling at my radio. <laughs> I thought maybe the Lord would let my voice go through those ways and get a hold of that boy and say, that's nothing but the truth. I want to be like Jesus. But that God came down now and he started to unveil himself. And he was unveiling himself for your benefit so that you could take on the battle. You can fight the fight of faith. You can be his victory. Amen. All right. The amen counter is going down, so that must mean you're tiring. I'm tiring you out. Who being in the form, amorphi, that means changing, obviously as the prophet said, changing his mask, who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form. Now that form is a different form. If you look it up in the Greek, that's hoop. H-U-P-A-R-C-H-O. That means being in a form of God. It means just to continue what God always was. So whenever God was changing his form, he was just continuing always what he was. He wasn't changing his characteristics or his nature. He was just changing his mask. So when he changed his form, he's only changing his mask. Continuing then to, to be that which he was before. So whatever God was to Abraham in El Shaddai or Jehovah Jireh or Melchizedek, he's always maybe changed his form but has not changed his nature. 
He just continues to be God. So taking on the form of a servant was made in the likeness of man. So all that was God, he poured into Christ. And the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Christ Jesus. God was just continuing to be what he always was. And now being found in fashion, that word fashion is schema in the Greek, which implies there has to be somebody present to see him changing his form. So we can truly say today that as God has changed his form throughout Genesis, throughout the scriptures, now in this day, he's changed his form. And now I'd like to get to the next part. We'll get it next time. His form is now in you. Amen. I, I, can you give me the pleasure of, of reading what he says here about who you are? <laughs> I got so many books here. Things that are to be. He's letting us know the next dimension, form. Rising of the sun. He saw us over there. Another change of form. A mighty God unveiled before us. He says, now... He says here on page 22, the Son of Man is being revealed. The Son of Man is back in the church again. In the days when the Son of Man is being revealed. He said the Son of Man is back in the church again. Revealed in human being? No. Everybody listening? Last couple of statements. The Son of Man is back in the church again revealed in human beings there was an S behind the being you say well I know he was veiled in William Branham but Brother Branham was now telling us that the Son of Man, who is Melchizedek, who is the Lord Jesus, is now being revealed in hum, human beings. Not the Son of God, but the Son of Man, back in the church again, in his people. Hmm. Elevating us a little bit higher in Christ Jesus. Elevating us more than just being a church member. Coming back from great victories. Lifting up our hands to the possessor of heaven and earth. And giving him everything that we've ever won. To give Jesus the glory. And musicians please come. I'll give the glory to Jesus. And tell of his love. His wonderful love. I'll give him all the glory. Because it wasn't Abraham that won the battle. It was God in Abraham. It was not Gideon that won the battle. It was God in Gideon. You can take David, you can take Etite, you can take any one of these mighty men. 
They were men at best, but it was God behind the man. And I want to say to you, church of the living God, if I ever get to see you again, I might see you in a rapture. We're at Easter season. Just stand by the gate, all right? And shout out. Yo, you'll hear me shouting. You'll hear me shouting. But we're at Easter season. Easter time. This is the time. Never see you again. Just remember, saints of God, God has unveiled himself to your benefit. Always to your benefit. If he's showing more of himself, then he's giving you more victory after victory after victory. Do you want to give the glory to Jesus? Can let us stand, man? Can we all stand? That all right? You okay? All right. We'll give all the glory to Jesus and tell Oh, his wonderful love somebody here this morning that has confessed already. You've stood to your feet. You've lifted up your hands. You've glorified God. You've lifted your hands to the possessor of heavens and earth. That you can say by faith, I have received what I've asked. I receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll give all the glory to Jesus. Just praise Him, saints. Now the glory, the glory of God that was behind the badger skin, the glory of God that was behind Jesus' skin. Brother Bram goes to say this on page 22. He said, now the glory of God is behind your skin. And the traditions don't see it. They keep them in the veil. But I want to look past that veil and see him veiled in human flesh one more time. Think on these things, saints of God. Meditate on the word of God. Give him time. Pay your tithes. Don't think of money. 
but that's what you have to do anyway. But think of your time. Redeem your time. Give him more of your time and he'll give more of himself. Press the kingdom. Press the battle. There's much more land, much more land to possess. Preached it all through the years. But I just can't help it say. If he shows himself more. To you or to myself. It's for my benefit. It's for your benefit. Draw on the benefits. You don't take a job without knowing what your benefits are. And don't walk this walk if you don't know what your benefits are. May he pour out upon you more than you can contain, dear. It's been on my heart and I'm not going to stop it. Roxanne, I'm not going to stop it. I could care less what condition. Lazarus was stinking dead. But once he heard that voice, Lazarus come forth. Didn't matter what condition he was in. They rolled back the stone and he came walking out. I don't care what condition you're in this morning. We're listening to the same voice of the resurrection. And if you want more glory, you want more grace, you want more of his love, you want more of him. Just lift up your hands to him as we close in the word of prayer. Heavenly Father. Huge subject. Sorry, I scratched the surface, Lord. But I'm so identified with Melchizedek. I'm so identified, Lord. The God that met Abraham that broke the bread gave him wine. Many times I've come to church, maybe a little dry, Lord, but then some brother from faithful servant will preach, and the bread gets broken, the stimulation runs, and I give you all the glory, and I thank you, Lord, that this is not a dead gospel, but it's a living word, and it's living in a people, Lord pray God that you'll make yourself real to each and every one as we go through an Easter season again and again and again but Lord one day doesn't matter about the time or the seasons that glorious morning when that resurrection morning when the trump of God shall sound Lord may our ears be quick to hear and may Lord that theophany body swing low and may we rise to seize that everlasting prize Father God, I pray you'll be with your people. Bless them while we're away. May the glory of God anoint the brethren that will minister. And may the word of God feed their hungry souls, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And the trumpet shall sound. And the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall
Hallelujah. We are putting on that body change. Amen. King Theophany, King Jesus is amongst us this morning. And I know he can do anything. All things are possible. So God bless you. God be with you. Rejoice in the goodness of God. And ask him for more, more of his unveiling. Because that unveiling is to your benefit. So that you can conquer and take more that's yours. Let's pray with the brothers. Yes, Lord. We agree with Brother Murphy, Lord. Hallelujah. We believe for the impossible, Lord. Yes, Jesus. The great physician. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, by your stripes we're whole, Lord. Hallelujah. We do. Mm. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, Brother Joachim. We believe with you. Amen. Blessed be the name of mine. Mm. I've never seen it before. Nope. Yep. That one. Has, you, has anybody seen that verse before? Man, where have I been? Can you help me sing it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know it, but you won't come up and help me sing it. <laughs> it's tough? Okay. Let's scratch it. <laughs> Amen. Let's go back to what we do know. That's the best thing. I remember one time, I hate to delay it, but it's relevant to the point. <laughs> you know, 
I, I, I had a pet crow. I know, I'm embarrassed to say it. <laughs> Why a crow? Well, I guess that was my old nature. But I had this crow, and that crows are, are genius. You know that. They are. They're, not, they're a smart bird. And so anyways, with this crow, I thought I, 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 I knew everything about the crow. I knew their habits, their dislikes. My, and one of my friends, I, he had his crow follow him all through his paper route. So whenever he delivered papers, his crow would come down, sit on his bike. I thought, that's cool. I want my crow to do that. Well, every morning, crows wake up at four. And my dad made me make a cage for that bird behind, under my window. So every morning at four o'clock, you can imagine the noise and the ruckus. But I thought, well, when I went to school, I thought, I'm going to write on, on crows. Cause I know, and then I thought, nobody's going to want to know about a crow. They don't know that they have sentries. Did you know they have sentries? They have crows and other trees that are watching for the, for the flock. And if, if one of the flock gets killed that sentry, and another sentry come and kill the one that didn't warn the other guys. I mean, it's it's complex system. See, man, Tom, crow. But then I knew all that, and I thought nobody would be interested in that, so I didn't write it. So I felt I'll write on a subject so deep that the teacher will be at awe that I wrote on such a deep subject and you're supposed to orotate it afterwards. Well, when I got there, I could only orotate it if I read it. So I didn't know it. So we don't want to do something we don't know. So when we hear the word and it becomes a revelation to you, we don't want to pretend we know. We want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Brother Wes, you don't know how you always stir my heart when I see you and Diane there. It's just amazing. We'll call you the North Birds. I don't know. You know, we call them, you know, the birds that go south. You come north. We love it when you're here. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.